Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. City of colors, Babylon, the followers of Ishtar move with bells and silver above the noise. Above the curving stairway of the tower, in the cool of shadow and stone, the dreamer of the city, Belteshazzar. Sits by his open window
eyes open, the camels snap to attention. Even the wind picks up, joins the people watching, tugging sleeves and shawls, jostling the crowd behind the veil, guarded by angels, watching the priestesses with their silver and bells. Watching the slow journeys in the city of colors Guarded by winged figures Belzer Shazar Welcome to another episode of the Music from the Goddesses Old podcast. I am your host, Midnight Star. At the top of the show, you heard Magic Folk with Babylon. The topic of today's show is all about ancient Babylon. Before we get into today's topic, I have a couple of quick announcements. I've set up two polls for your input, one to help choose a new logo, and another for you to pick which past episode of my show we should revisit. Simply click the links provided in the show notes or scan the QR codes on the blog and Substack page. Act quickly, these polls are only open for a month. The second poll will be ongoing. Your participation matters, and I look forward to hearing from you. And for the new listeners, you're more than welcome to participate. An update on the logo poll. We have a new winner. It's in the number one spot. If this image becomes undefeated for three months, that will be the official logo for this podcast. I'd like to encourage you to explore my newsletter at musicgoddesswell.substack.com. Select the subscription plan that suits you best. $7 per month, $70 per year, or enjoy it for free. Your support is truly appreciated. Keep an eye out for an upcoming poll where I'll be seeking your input on additional perks for podcast subscribers. Stay tuned and thank you for your support of this podcast. I'm excited to welcome your suggestions, whether you have a show idea, a recommended spirit guide, or a dream symbol you'd like to explore. Your input is highly appreciated. Reach out to me on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, X, Mastodon, Threads, or visit my blog at goddesswalt1.wixsite.com forward slash home. I look forward to connecting with you. Now for the topic, Ancient Babylon. I'm aware that I covered Mesopotamia in a previous show, so there might be some overlap. However, it's essential to note that multiple cultures coexisted in that region during that era. I'll discuss this after you listen to Rhyme of the Ancient Matriarch by Holly Tannen. I was born in Turkey 30,000 years ago. I taught the women and the men the things that they should know. The patriarchs invaded and I was forced to roam. I am an ancient matriarch a long way from my home. So I escaped to Brittany way up in northern France. I met some dolls with hairy balls who thought they wore the pants Until I had them brought to me inside my pleasure dome I am an ancient matriarch a long way from my home 
Across the channel I was called To help with the kelp's carouse Where fungi flourished on the plops And droppings of the cows In jest I said in jest these things And thus the henge was stoned I am an ancient matriarch A long way from my home Then across the Irish Sea I boldly made my way Where I was worshipped as a queen on each St. Bridget's day Invading Brits to stain my tips and threw me from my throne I am an ancient matriarch a long way from my home Amongst the Appalachians I then did take my stand Likewise in Nova Scotia and up in New Found land in New Orleans, them voodoo queens embraced me as their own. I am an ancient matriarch, a long way from my home. Ponchy bars and Star Trek garbs sing airs us Gaelic songs Till Madame Pele calls me I shall no longer roam I am an ancient matriarch A long way from my home I am an ancient matriarch A long way from my home Here's some information I discovered about Babylon it was established over 4,000 years ago in what is present-day Iraq. The current archaeological site is located 50 miles south of Baghdad. During its era, Babylon stood as an important city with its religious beliefs predominantly influenced by the Sumerians. Additionally, their cultural records are inscribed on clay tablets using cuneiform writing. Similar to the ancient Romans, the Babylonians adopted the Sumerian gods and gave them new names. In 539 BC, the city fell to the Persians. I'll explore more about ancient Babylon after you hear The Old King by Hecate.
for the Spirit Guide of the Week. I'm going back to Mesopotamia to talk about the spirit Nergal. This powerful being embodies a potential force overseeing realms of death and causing widespread devastation. Nergal has the ability to unleash and command epidemics, disasters, and wars. His formidable arsenal includes famine, drought, intense heat, lightning, and fire. Furthermore, Nurgle is closely associated with the powerful energy represented by the sun. Before becoming a revered Mesopotamian deity, there is intriguing speculation suggesting he could have been a Sumerian sun god. Nurgle's influence extends into the domain of death, a realm known as Urkala, often referred to as the land of no return. His rulership over this realm was secured through his marriage to the goddess of death, Ereshkigal. And Nargol also played a role in the epic of Gilgamesh, contributing to the rich tapestry of Mesopotamian mythology. That is it for now. Stay tuned for another Spirit Guide of the Week. Bright sun, dark death, Lord of winds, Lord of the dance, Sun child and winter born king, Hanged one untamed, untamed. Stag and stallion, goat and bull, Sailor of the last sea, Guardian of the gate, Brother and lover, Seed sower, grain reborn, horn, one come. Seed sower, grain reborn, horn, one come. Seed sower, grain reborn, horn, one come. Bright sun, dark death, Lord of winds, Lord of the dance, Sun child and winter born king, Hang one untamed, untamed, Stag and stallion, goat and bull, Sailor of the last sea, Guardian of the gate, Brother and lover, Seed sower, grain reborn, horn, one come, Seed sower, grain reborn, horn, one come, Seed sower, grain reborn, horn, one come. Bright sun, dark death, Lord of winds, Lord of the dance, Sun child and winter born king, Hang one untamed, untamed, Stag and stallion, goat and bull, Sailor of the last sea, Guardian of the gate, Brother and lover, seed sower, grain reborn, horn, one come. Seed sower, grain reborn, horn, one come. Seed sower, grain reborn, horn, one come. Bright sun, dark death, Lord of winds, Lord of the dance, sun child and winter born king, hang one untamed, untamed. Stag and stallion, goat and bull, sailor of the last sea, guardian of the gate, brother and lover, seed sower, grain reborn, horn, one come. Seed sower, grain reborn, horn, one come. Seed sower, grain reborn, horn, one come. That was Bright Sun, Dark Death by Assembly of the Sacred Wheel. While researching, I couldn't uncover much about ancient Babylon and its connection to neo-paganism. Surprisingly, many of the blogs I found approached this topic from a Christian perspective, so I'm going to do some more of a history lesson for you. The ancient Babylonian religion embraced polytheism, worshipping both state and family deities. 
state deities revered by the entire city were honored in temples. On the other hand, family deities were worshipped at home. At the core of Babylonian religious beliefs lies the creation myth known as Enuma Elis, recorded on several ancient clay tablets. This myth recounts the union of a deity from salt water and another from fresh water birthing primal gods. Among them, one symbolizes the sky and another embodies the earth. From this celestial and earthly union, Anu, the god of the sky, and the god of the earth and water emerged. And that wraps up what I can share about ancient Babylon. Unless any of you come across pagan-centric information untouched by Christian influence, here's some moon in the night spirit for you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Here's a dream symbol to interpret. Here are the three, direction, snow, and wheelchair. If you had a dream where you were following directions, it indicates your readiness or capacity to accept feedback. Dreaming that you are giving directions relates to your aspirations and mission in your real life. Snow in dreams signifies your restraints, suppressed feelings, and a sense of emotional coldness. If you dreamt of watching snow fall, it symbolizes a fresh beginning and a different outlook. Playing in the snow in your dreams suggests the importance of making room for enjoyment and leisure in your life. Dreaming that you are driving in snow means the need for extra caution in pursuing your goals. If you see dirty snow in your dreams, it suggests a shift away from purity, a lack of cleanliness, and a sense of impurity. Finding something in the snow in your dreams suggests discovering untapped skills and talents. To see snow melting in your dreams means that you are recognizing and letting go of emotions you may have held back. If you can walk in real life but dreams that you are in a wheelchair, suggests the need for greater self-reliance. And if someone in your life is capable of walking but appears in a wheelchair in your dreams, they may need your help. That is it for this week's dream symbol. If you want a dream for me to interpret and maybe have a dream symbol featured, the contact information will be mentioned at the end of the show. So keep dreaming. Here's another myth. This is another story from worldoftales.com. This one is an Arabic folktale called the Tomb of Nusharan. <laughs> the Caliph Harun or Rashid went to visit the tomb of the celebrated Nusharan, the most famous of all the monarchs who ever governed Persia. Before the tomb was a curtain of gold cloth, which, when Harun touched it, fell to pieces. The walls of the tomb were covered with gold and jewels, whose splendor illuminated its darkness. 
The body was placed in a sitting posture on a throne encased with jewels, and had so much of the appearance of life that, on the first impulse, the commander of the faithful bent to the ground and saluted the remains of the just Nershiran. Though the face of the departed monarch was like that of a living man, and the whole of the body in a state of preservation, which shows the admirable skills of those who embalmed it, yet, when the caliph touched the garments, they molded it into dust. Heron upon this touched his own rich robes and threw them over the corpse. He also hung up a new curtain richer than that he had destroyed, and perfumed the whole tomb with camphor and other sweet scents. It was remarked that no change was perceptible in the body of Nershawan, except that the ears had become white. The whole scene affected the caliph greatly. He burst into tears and repeated from the Quran, What I have seen is a warning to those who have eyes. He observed some writing upon the throne, which he ordered the Mobids, who learned in the Palevi language, to read and explain. They did so. It was as follows. This world remains not. The man who thinks least of it is the wisest. Enjoy this world before thou becomest its prey. Bestow the same favor on those below thee as thou desirest to receive from those above thee. If thou shouldest conquer the whole world, death will at least conquer thee. Be careful that thou art not the dupe of thine own fortune. Thou shalt be paid exactly for what thou hast done, no more, no less. The Caliph observed a dark ruby ring on the finger of Nosharon, on which was written, Avoid cruelty, study good, and never precipitate inaction. If thou shouldest live for a hundred years, never for one moment forget death. Value above all things the society of the wise. Around the right arm of Noshuan was a clasp of gold, on which was engraved, on a certain year, on the tenth day of the month, Erdebezisht, a caliph of the days of Adin, professing the faith of Mahun, accompanied by four good men and one bad, shall visit my tomb. Below the sentence were the names of the forefathers of the Kalf. Another prophecy was added concerning Heron's pilgrimage to Nosharan's tomb. This prince will honor me and do good unto me, though I have no claim upon him, and he will clothe me in a new vest and besprinkle my tomb with sweet-scented essences and then depart unto his home. But the bad man who accompanies him shall act treacherously towards me. I pray that God may send one of my race to repay the great favors of the Caliph and to take vengeance on his unworthy companion. There is, under my throne, an inscription which the Caliph must read and contemplate. Its contents will remind him of me and make him pardon my inability to give him more. The Caliph, on hearing this, put his hand under the throne and found the inscription, which consisted of some lines, inscribed on the ruby as large as the palm of the hand. The Mobits read this as well. It contains information where would be found concealed a treasure of golden arms, with some caskets of rich jewels. Under this was written, These I give to the Caliph in return for the good he has done me. Let him take them and be happy. When Hiran al-Rashid was about to leave the tomb, Husn Basalid, his visor, said to him, O Lord of the faithful, what is the use of all these precious gems which ornament the abode of the dead and are of no benefit to the living? Allow me to take some of them. The Caliph replied with indignation, Such a wish is more worthy of a thief than of a great or wise man. Hussein was ashamed of his speech and said to the servant who had been placed at the entrance of the tomb, Go thou and worship the holy shrine within. The man went into the tomb. He was above a hundred years old, but he had never seen such a blaze of wealth. He felt inclined to plunder some of it, but was at first afraid. 
At last, summoning all his courage, he took a ring from the finger of Nosharan and went away. Harun saw a man came out and observing him alarmed, he at once conjectured what he had been doing. Addressing those around him, he said, Do not ye now see the extent of the knowledge of Nosharan? He prophesied that there should be one unworthy man with me. It is this fellow. What have you taken? He said in an angry tone. Nothing, said the man. Search him, said the caliph. It was done and the ring of Nosharan was found. This caliph immediately took and entering the tomb, replaced it on the cold finger of the deceased monarch. When he returned, a terrible sound like that of a loud thunder was heard. Harun came down from the mountain on which the tomb stood and ordered the road to be made inaccessible to future curiosity. He searched for and found in the place described the gold, the arms, and the jewels bequeathed to him by Nosharan and sent them to Baghdad. Among the rich articles found was a golden crown, which had five sides and was richly ornamented with precious stones. On every side a number of admirable lessons were written. The most remarkable were as follows. First side, give my regards to those who know themselves. Consider the end before you begin, and before you advance provide a retreat. Give not unnecessary pain to any man, but study the happiness of all. Ground not your dignity upon your power to hurt others. Second side, take counsel before you commit any measure and never trust its execution to the inexperience. Sacrifice your property for your life and your life for your religion. Spend your time in establishing a good name and if you desire fortune, learn contentment. Third side, grieve not for that which is broken, stolen, burnt, or lost. Never give orders in another man's house and accustom yourself to eat your bread at your own table. Make not yourself the captive of women. Fourth side, take not a wife from a bad family and seat not thyself with those who have no shame. Keep thyself at distance from those who are incurable in bad habit and hold no intercourse with that man who is insensible to kindness. Covet not the goods of others. Be guarded with monarchs for they are like fire with brazes but destroyeth. Be sensible to your own value. Estimate justly the worth of others, and war not with those who are far above thee in fortune. Fear kings, women, and poets. Be envious of no man, and habituate not thyself to search after the faults of others. Make it a habit to be happy, and avoid being out of temper, or thy life will pass in misery. Respect and protect the females of thy family. Be not the slave of anger, and in thy contests always leave open the door of conciliation. Never let your expenses exceed your income. Plant a young tree, or you cannot expect to cut down an old one. Stretch your legs no further than the size of your carpet. The Caliph Harun al-Rashid was more pleased with the admirable maxims inscribed in this crown with all the treasures he had found. Write these precepts, he exclaimed, in the book that the faithful may eat the fruit of wisdom. When he returned to Baghdad, he related his favorite advisor, Jeffers Bermaki, and his other chief officers all that had passed, and the shade of the Oshron was, was palpitated by the disgrace of Hussein Basalid, who had recommended despoiling his tomb, and the exemplary punishment of the servant who had committed the sacrilegious act of taking the ring from the finger of the departed monarch. Beneath the mist-capped mountain
That was Two Mother King by Dame the Bard. Before that, you heard Brian Henke with Moonlight on Snow-Covered Branches. That is it for the show. Again, I'm your host, Midnight Star. I'm thrilled to personally invite you to join me in something exciting. I'm currently running two polls, and I genuinely want to hear your thoughts. I'm on the lookout for a new logo, and I really appreciate your input to help me pick the perfect one. You can check out the links in the show notes or spot the QR codes on both the blog and my Substack page. After tallying up the votes, I'll reveal the victorious logo. This design will then go into a face-off with four new contenders. I expect the logo that connects the most with all of you to become the new face of the music from the Goddesses Vault podcast. This logo will face three months of competition, and if it comes out on top, it will be the chosen one. Now let's move on to the second poll, revisiting one of my earlier episodes. It's the same deal. You'll discover the links in the show notes, and the QR codes are available on both my blog and Substack page. Plus, this poll will continue to be open for your input. You've got an entire month to make your decisions. No need to hesitate. Take action now. Click away. Do you have a show topic, a spirit guide, or a dream symbol in mind? Feel free to share it on the website at goddesswhat1.wixsite.com forward slash home or on popular social media platforms like Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, X, Mastodon, and Threads. I'm really looking forward to hearing your ideas. If you want to be the first to tune into the newest episodes, make sure to subscribe to the newsletter at musicgoddesswhat.substack.com. The last song I'll play for you is Aponia's Wild Daughter by Leslie Hudson. Blessed be. Searching 